Hey, what's up, guys? My name is Estella Coughlin, and you are listening to the Nest Podcast. To give a backstory, I was born in China and grew up in North Dakota. I have a huge love for podcasting, and I decided to take my three favorite things mental health, self improvement, and adoption and create what you are now listening to. Let's get into it. Hello. Welcome back to the Nest Podcast. It is a lovely day. Well, I should actually say lovely night on this Saturday it would be. So, what's been happening lately and recently is that I have graduated. Yes, I am officially alumni status. I feel like that's actually really weird to say because I don't like think of myself as an alumni? I don't know. But anyway, I guess that's the way the world works. But another thing, another interesting thing that has happened is, let me tell you, I fell down my carpeted stairs. Yes, I slid all the way down like, I don't even know, like nine or ten steps. Even though that doesn't seem like a lot, it's a good amount of steps to be falling down. Like, I don't know about you, but I just don't like falling in general, much less falling down multiple, multiple steps. Now, and these steps were even carpeted, right? So it's not like they're slippery. I mean, they could be. Well, apparently, I did slip, but I was wearing comfortable socks, but I remember my left foot, it was on like the edge of the step and it's almost like a a curved step. So it's not like a straight 90 degree angle off the step, if, if that makes sense. So when my foot was at the edge, it just simply rolled off and my left foot went up and I landed on my my left back side and I slid all the way down the stairs and then I look up and I'm like, in a lot of pain, because I just fell down these stairs, and I'm, like, grabbing onto the railing, and I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, that's kind of the first thing that popped in my head. I don't know if that's normal, but all I know is I'm like, do I, like, what should my reaction be? Yes, I am in a lot of pain. Well, first, my mom, like, came down the stairs because I was calling for my brother, Because he doesn't, like, come upstairs. He just, like, he literally lives in the basement. So, I'm trying to call him. And that's when I slip. Because I wasn't very conscious of the motions of taking a step, you know. And so, that's where I kind of got the best of me. My multitasking skills. And then that's when I fell. And my brother comes up. My mom goes down the stairs to see if I'm alright. And, like I said, I remember I was, like, thinking. What reaction do I have? So, I remember, I was just, like, really mad. Like, I was already kind of stressed out, like, that day. But I was just like, hmm, what emotion should I have? But I was just mad. I'm like, oh my gosh, why did I fall down the stairs? Much less, I fell down the stairs because I was trying to tell my brother to come upstairs. Like, that's annoying. I didn't even fall down the stairs for a good reason, right? So, that kind of made me mad. And my backside was in a lot of pain because it just pounded, like, 
on each of the, what, ten stairs there were. I mean, I don't like that feeling. So I was just like mad and I'm like, oh my gosh, I just need to take a nap. But I think I had, oh, I joined a volleyball league and I had a volleyball game. And before that, I went and exercised and I did leg day. And oh my gosh, my legs were slash still are, but they were so dead. I could barely walk. I was like having to waddle like everywhere. They were in so much pain. I mean, I worked them hard, let me tell you, but I did like four, five exercises, but my legs were dead. I mean, I usually, when I work out, I'm not like, okay, today, leg day, everything, legs. I just kind of go and I like to keep it interesting. I like to think and make up exercises on the fly. So anyway, with that leg day, I was dead. Like, after I do one leg exercise and I'm, like, tired, I'm like, okay, that's enough legs for today, which I don't even know if that's how you're actually, you know, supposed to exercise, but that's really what I do. I keep it interesting. I keep myself on my toes. But I was very, very sore. And right now, like I said, today's Saturday. I can still, like, feel the soreness. It's it's a lot better, which it should be, but whatever. I mean. At least I got that leg day. So part of the reason why I fell, first of all, I had to waddle down the stairs. Second off, I had slippery socks, maybe? Third off, I was yelling at my brother. Fourth off, I was multitasking, and uh, I wasn't focusing on the step that I took, which I guess was my mistake because I did end up falling and hurting myself Yeah, like I said, I wanted to take a nap. I was like, oh my gosh, I need to just go take a nap. Well, I couldn't take a nap because I didn't have enough time to. And I had to play this volleyball game. First that I'm out of shape for, like the cardio. I mean, there's not too much cardio in volleyball, but like, it's like for the fun league. Anyway, I was like nervous. I'm like, I'm going to be out of breath, so on and so forth. So I was already nervous about that. Much less I had sore legs. Sore legs. And then... To add on top of that, I fell down my stairs. I literally fell down my stairs like, what, an hour and a half, two hours before the game? Like, I gotta be in game mode. I can't be falling down the stairs. So anyway, I played the volleyball game. Technically, we won. Our volleyball team is 1-0. I think. Is it 0 for 1? No. 1-0. I don't know. But anyway, we are undefeated so far. So, we're looking good. The next interesting thing that happened, actually, rewind, was the day before volleyball. And, so, what happened was, I got a haircut. So, I have pretty long hair. I mean, I did. But, before I got the haircut, I had pretty long hair. I have, like, dark, thick hair. So, you can imagine, in the summer... I always got to be putting it up in a ponytail. It makes my head very, very warm because it's so thick and dark, which attracts the sun. So it's just not a good combo. I do like the long hair. It comes in handy for winter. But anyway, since it's summer, my hair is already getting long. So I was like, okay, I've cut my hair significantly shorter for the summer. It's a lot better. I use less shampoo and conditioner, you know, 
what could go wrong? Well, I just wanted to kind of get an appointment. So I just, you know, call anywhere that would take me for a haircut, right? I just said like, hey, could I cut my hair to this length? And kind of showed them. And, um, well, my hair was cut a little too short than I would like. But I've gotten a lot of compliments. Maybe it's because it makes me feel better about the haircut because I'm a little unsure of how I like it. But it's the shortest I've ever been. Well, the shortest that I've ever been, like, since, I don't know, preschool or something? I really don't know, but it's the shortest that I've been for a while. I mean, don't get me wrong, I don't have to use too much shampoo or conditioner, which is great. My hair is not long enough to put in a ponytail, to put all my hair in a ponytail, and that frustrates me, because I've always been able to put my hair up in a ponytail. And because I always like to do that, you know, since when I had long hair, to get the hair out of my way. So now, even though I have short hair, I still can't put it up in a ponytail. And the closest that I get to putting it in a ponytail is when I, like, slick all my hair back and tie it. So, as you can see, and I, and, okay, and I've never, I, like, never do that with my long hair. I never slick it back and tie it as a low ponytail. I always do a mid or a high ponytail. So, I obviously cannot do that with my short hair. So, it's a little inconvenient, and I'm a little stressed about that. So, here is how my recent week's been. Well, I'm doing like a little recap. Here's how my recent week has been. I got a haircut, and my haircut is too short than I wanted it to be, and I cannot put it up in a ponytail. Second thing that happened... I exercised and have had sore legs for about a week. The third inconvenience, I guess you could say, the first week of being a graduated high school senior would be I fell down my stairs. And by the way, if I didn't say it already, I have a huge black and blue mark where I fell. It is huge. It is gross. It is nasty. It is a huge black and blue mark. So that is my week. That is my few days being a graduated senior. It's like they get you all prepared to go off into the real world, to go off into college, to get a degree. Well, here here I am. I am deeply bruised. I have short hair that I can't put into a ponytail, and it makes me mad. And I have sore legs. Well, now my legs are becoming less sore, which is good. I mean, as one anticipates, they shouldn't be sore for too long, but here I am. I feel like they're overdue. But yeah, that is my week. Sorry that was so long, but there has a lot that has been happening. Now, to get into the actual topic, what people are here to listen. I mean, I don't know if you're here to listen for this, but... You're listening anyway. It is transitions and opportunities. So the angle that I'm trying to get at, I guess, is focusing on transitioning from high school, well, school into summer and from high school to college. Now, I haven't been to college yet, but it's just kind of that kind of idea, I guess. And then with opportunities, 
it's like how to make the most of, you know, opportunities around you and different opportunities that you may not know or see right away and how you can really take advantage of them. Because I think a lot of people miss a lot of opportunities. So that's kind of the main summary of the episode. So let's get more into the transitions right now. So I do know that it can be very hard to transition from school to the summer because although summer's great, but in school you get a schedule, you have a rhythm, you have structure in your day. Whereas when you get to summer, yes, it's a transition and it's a change, but with that comes the freedom to kind of make your own schedule. I mean, depends on how old you are, but for me, Um, Since I can drive, I can get a job. It's like, okay, what do you want your summer to involve? Do you want to be working a lot? Do you want to not work too much? Do you want to spend a lot of time with your friends? Did you want to, you know, it's like, what do you want to do? And how can you make it work within your schedule? Well, without school, you have a lot more free time because school does take up a lot of time. So I feel like the transition from school to how are you going to make your schedule to living in, well, summer, to living in a time where you have no structure until you make your structure, if, if that's what you want. I mean, by all means, go with the flow, but for me, I'm a very structured person. So even with school, I love the structure. Outside of school into summer, it can be harder because there's not so much of that structure because it's what I make it. So that can be kind of hard to adjust. But some things that have helped me is to pre-plan. Now I know we're a little late for that, but to think, okay, what do I want my summer to look like? How early do I want to wake up? What time do I want to go to bed? What time do I want to do this, that? How much time do I want to spend with friends a week, a day? You know, just kind of stuff like that. I had to ask myself those questions beforehand. So when I think about, oh, summer jobs and stuff like that, I can really find a job that could incorporate that and could help with a steady schedule for me. So I kind of thought ahead. I know it's kind of harder to do now, but that's just anything in life. If you want structure, if you want a rhyme or reason, I guess, to think beforehand and to schedule and to think about kind of what you want and make it happen. Another thing that has helped me transition into summer would be to already get jobs lined up and to not wait until, oh, the final bell ring of school to start calling, you know, places you potentially would want to work at. Because chances are, like, let's say you apply for a job at your local pool or something. People have already applied before because it gets nice out before school ends. You know, depending on how busy it is, you may not get that job. And if you were really planning on that, well, now you got to replan things and that just causes you more stress. So you want to set yourself up for success if you know it takes you a little bit to transition and to adjust. So that's just my thought on that. But yeah, to know like if you did want to get a job, what kind of jobs you want, And you have to be very clear and firm in kind of what you want for yourself. 
And you have to really advocate to make that happen because that has really helped a lot because you know, you're like, okay, I know when I have to do this, that. I know how much I work. I know how much, you know, whatever it is. But you just want to be as certain as you can and have things be more concrete, if that makes sense. So another thing that I'm going to share that has helped me transition from school to summer is to keep myself busy the first week to two weeks. I mean, I like to be busy, and that way it kind of takes my mind off being not busy. I feel like if I'm not busy, I tend to overthink. I'm like, okay, I could be doing this, that, you know, whatnot, whatnot. I could be, you know, you just overthink. So something that's helped me is to keep myself busy. You know, schedule in advance times to hang out with your friends in the week. Schedule times to go and exercise. Schedule when you're going to go run errands. Schedule when you're going to clean. Schedule out times and allocate the times and and keep yourself busy and doing something. And what I would recommend is getting like a uh, calendar, a planner. So here's what I do. So every, well, every day, I plan out my day. I have a planner and I see what times I need to wake up, this, that, maybe what I'm going to eat for the meals. Just give myself as concrete and solid of a plan as possible, but also be open to changes and the flexibility within the schedule because even though you may envision your day going like one way, it can easily change. So be concrete, but also be open to changes. Sometimes the best days come out of a random split second idea or change. So another thing that's helped me, well, it kind of relates to this one, but every Saturday or Sunday, whatever you like to do, I like to plan out the next week. I like to make plans with friends. I like to allocate my time. I like to see when I need to run errands. I look at what free time I have. I look at what things that I need to do. Like I make a list of three or five most important things and you want to allocate that within your week because the things that mean the most to you, you really want to get that down So you're like, okay, I can't be doing X, Y, or Z because I'm doing this. So know your priorities, but also create yourself a schedule. That's something that's really helped me. Now, transitioning from like high school to college, like I said, I'm not actually in college yet, but something that has helped me be more confident, I guess, in making my transition from high school to college and for my life now to college is first off, knowing some people. Um, whether that be you know people going into college, but also it's like meeting people. You know, the internet, social media is a great way to meet people. It may also be scary and dangerous, but if you use it in the right way and are safe and responsible about it, you can meet future classmates and get to know them a little beforehand um, and to utilize the resources your college has. Like I know some. Colleges have roommate finders to see who the people are. You can message them on the college accounts. I I don't know what different colleges have, but I know to reach out and make some connections at least before you go. They don't have to be lifelong connections, but just like a connection like, oh yeah, we had a 
brief conversation, like, how are you? You know, something just simple. I mean, that's kind of helped me with my transition. So it's not like, oh my gosh, I literally don't know anybody. But sometimes I can also be the best. So it just depends on who you are. Another thing that's helped in my transition is to have my dates down to know, okay, when the deadline is, when I have to register for classes, when orientation is, when I got to move in. That will, well, I feel like that's a given, but that really helped me in my transition. And to also know what kind of things that I want to get involved in, all that. Yes, I know I might be like pre-planning too much, but whatever works for you, I mean, but some things that can actually work best for people is to just go without knowing anything and just making the most of your experience. And that's something that I have to tell myself a lot is just to like, okay, settle down, you know, you don't have to have everything figured out about college. Sometimes the best transition is going in blind and just kind of seeing where your experience takes you. So that's also another thing. It's like, okay, I'm going to let whatever is in store for me happen. I'm just going to go with the flow and I'm going to enjoy college and make the most of my opportunities and what is in front of me. So another thing with transitions, a lot of us meaning seniors in high school that are graduating, are around 17, 18. I don't know, maybe 19 or almost 19. So something that's also crazy and interesting to think about in transitioning is like most of us, well, us meaning seniors that are graduating and going to college. And I know that it's a crazy age because you're just arriving into adulthood, you're 18. It's like you are now in societal standards, I guess, considered an adult. So it's crazy to think it's like we may not have had full-time jobs. We don't know how to support ourselves. You know, there's a lot of learning. People are at very different places and stages in their life. And so what can be scary is thinking, okay, your childhood is over. It's like now it's time for you to boss up, to be an adult. I guess do adult things. I don't know, manage money, like your time, look at whatnot. I don't know what adulting things entail, but I feel like it's almost an end of something, but also a beginning, which can be very scary. It's like, okay, now we're not just kids, but we're actually like, you know, what I said, society standard as adult, you know? And so it's It's like a beginning of adulthood. But for some people, adulthood can scare them. It can excite them. I mean, everyone has a different feeling. But with the transitioning, it's like knowing that even when you're transitioning into this childhood to adulthood, it's like there's equal opportunity in both childhood and adulthood to have fun, to make mistakes. You know, there's enough room for all of this. And something else to know is that within both areas of your life, childhood and adulthood, there's room for the equal amount of stuff in both phases of your life. There's enough room in both phases for mistakes, for laughter, for freedom, for good times, for bad times, for successes and for failures. So, Even though you think like, oh, I really just don't want to be an adult. 
because I had such a good childhood. It's like, you can have such a great adulthood too. You can be as happy or even more happy than you were as a child in adulthood. It's like, it's not all scary and it's not all bad, but it's just knowing that you can really make the most of your life in a sense as you wish. So moving into opportunities then, a lot of people that I've heard, I mean, maybe I'm just generalizing this, but they're excited to go to college and to be their own person, which is great. But now when you say be your own person, and when you say being yourself, I ask like, how are you going to do that? If you if you feel like you haven't been able to be yourself in high school, what's going to change in college? You're going to stop caring about what other people think? It's easier said than done. But I will say that now it's up to you to do what you're going to say. Actions speak louder than words. If you're really now like excited to be your own person, well then be your own person. Don't be someone else's sidekick or something like that. Be your own person and actually do it. And if you're excited to be to like be who you are without being judged, well, let me tell you, everybody judges you. You know, everybody judges your every move. It's not like in college, oh, my problems will go away and I won't be judged anymore. You still will be. You'll be judged your whole entire life. But now you're going to be yourself because you may think in college you won't be judged or you won't be affected by judgment. Well, that's up to you. You choose if you're going to be affected by the judgment. But you still will be judged, but you get to choose. Okay, you have this opportunity that in high school you said you were so excited to get. You're so excited to get the opportunity to be yourself in the world. So now it's your turn to take the opportunity to actually be yourself and not care about what other people think and do as you please and live your life. And another thing that people say is like, I'm excited for the freedom. And it's like, great. Yeah, the freedom's great. And you have the opportunity of freedom in college. It's like now taking advantage of the opportunity. You have all this freedom. How are you going to use the freedom you have? You know, Golden mean excess and deficit. How are you going to handle all the freedom? Are you going to go crazy with what you do with the freedom? Are you going to absolutely go nuts in a bad way? Or are you going to be balanced and stable? I guess you could say. Are you going to still work towards goals and your future? with your freedom? Or are you going to use it to lessen and decrease the success of your future? So it's like, how do you take advantage of the things you're excited for? So another thing people are excited for is to just be your own person. Now this kind of goes with being yourself, but people are excited to be their own person. And yes, I'm excited to be my own person too. But why, but why can't you be your own person right now? But first, what does it mean to be your own person? You know, you got to define terms. What does that mean? Does that mean being somebody that's self-sufficient and reliable on themselves? Does being your own person mean not being judgmental or not being affected by judgment? Does being your own person mean being completely independent? So that one I can't give like examples of how to take advantage of the opportunity because it's like, how would you define that? But with this exciting 
time and the transitioning period, a lot of people are excited for a lot of things. So how do you take that opportunity you have and that you've been waiting for, and how do you take the opportunity and take hold of it and use that opportunity as a catalyst to increase and set your future self up for success? So how do you do that? I mean, only you can answer that. But for me, like, I am excited for the independence that I have. And so how am I going to use this opportunity that I'm given in college to be independent? And how can I take that opportunity and really run with it? Well, I'm going to use my independence to use my time in the way that I see fit, in the way that will hopefully help me to become the best I can be in my future, meaning maybe that's working, maybe that's doing an internship, maybe that's hanging out with friends or calling friends or joining a club and using my time for that. So I'm going to use my independence. With my independence comes being able to manage my time, and I'm going to use that, and I'm going to hopefully spend my time in the way that I want to and in ways that will benefit me in the long run. So that's kind of what I mean by take your opportunity. You have the opportunity of independence. So you're going to take that or are you going to be dependent on somebody else, dependent on someone's time, dependent on X, Y, or Z? So you really get to choose that. I guess another uh, thing for opportunity and taking hold of an opportunity, especially in college and stuff is, let's say in college, there's a lot of extracurriculars, you could say, meaning clubs, they've got intramurals, they've got Greek life, sports, athletics, stuff like that. Like college universities has a lot of opportunities. They've got a campus weight room and stuff like that. If you want like to take advantage of something, let's say the opportunity of the intramurals, right? You think that'd be so fun to join a basketball club or something. I don't know. This is an example I made up on the fly, but I hope you can kind of see where I'm going. Like the campus offers you this opportunity to play in intramurals to meet people. But if you don't take that opportunity because you're scared or because you fear judgment, because you just don't want to put yourself out there, well, you're doing yourself a disservice and that's not taking advantage of an opportunity. That's actually wasting an opportunity. And you're at this college, you're in a new place. It's like, why not take advantage? You don't know these people, but You have an opportunity to meet new people, so are you going to take that opportunity or not? Are you going to take the opportunity to go hang out with some new friends and potentially meet a lot more people, or are you not going to take that opportunity and instead sit in your dorm or whatever and just watch a movie? I mean, neither one are good or bad, but it's just if your goal was to meet new people, but that's how your actions show, it's that you day in when you could meet new people, it shows like you're not taking advantage of that opportunity. You were invited, you know you can meet new people and hang out with new people, and that's what you are super excited for, but you choose not to, you're not taking advantage of that opportunity. And so one thing that I really want to stress is to take advantage of every opportunity. So first off, think, what do I want from college? What do I want in my life? What do I want to come out of college with? What do I want to come 
with my future. You know, if you want to meet a lot of new people, well, you're going to have to take advantage of the opportunity. And college, like I said, has a ton of opportunities. And life has a ton of opportunities. So are you going to waste them? Or are you going to take advantage of the opportunities? Don't come after college and saying, oh, I wish I met more people or I wish I did the clubs or I wish I did this or that or joined this or whatnot. Because it's like, why didn't you? It's like you had all this time. Yes, you're going to be busy in college, but you're also going to have a lot of free time. So it's like, what do you do at that time? Did you just sit there? I don't know. What, what did you do with it? And if you have regrets, it's like, at least make your regret worthwhile. Let's say you really want to meet new people, but instead of meeting new people, you were doing an internship where you made great connections for the future. Now, that is something that I'd say, okay, that's actually not as bad as me just not going and socializing, right? So it's like, make your regret, if you have any, make them worthwhile and make all the opportunities and the goals you had fulfill the opportunities fulfill the expectations you had because you have the power to create whatever future you want. You have the power. I mean, I can sit here and tell you what to do, but in the end, it's like, okay, okay, now go do it. You know, it's not like I can do it for you. So this is hopefully to get the fire and the drive. It's like, okay, you got these opportunities. So what are you going to do with them? You know, so that's up to you. It's not up to me, but you get to choose. And just now, outside of college, in life, it's like, oh, you got a new job. You got to make the most of your job. It's it's like, okay, what do you want out of the job? Maybe you want to become a higher-up position. So how are you going to do? Are you going to treat people with kindness and respect and show loyalty to the company? Or are you just going to blow off work, not do tasks, stuff like that, and think, oh, I can get up to a high position because I want it, but you're not showing the actions. This is opportunity taking. You'll need it anywhere in life. What opportunities do you want and how are you going to go get them? I mean, it's not up to me, it's up to you. I can only say, but I can't do it for you. Now, with that being said, that's the same with me. I can't sit here and be like talking about this if I don't do it. So we're in this together. No matter if you're going to college now, if you already went to college, if you are young and haven't gone to college, whatnot, just in life, what opportunities are presented in front of you and how are you going to make the most of them? Simple as that, but yet it's very hard. So we're in it together. But with that being said, let's get into some questions. So as always, hit up the Instagram and in the stories is where it's the question box of the next topic. So here we've got questions about this topic, opportunities and transitioning. So all the questions are anonymous. So go hit up the Instagram and stay tuned for the next questions and to be featured in the episodes. So the first question says, what are some opportunities to take advantage of in college? Well, some opportunities to take advantage of is, like I said, intramurals, clubs, dorm life, jobs on campus. It's really whatever you want, whatever you want, there's probably an opportunity for it. Another opportunity is networking. Your professors, the people around you, they have great connections. So you can network with them. You can get to know them. So some opportunities I'm going to take is 
to meet a lot of new people. I'm going to take the opportunity to get to know a lot of people. I'm going to also take the opportunity to join maybe an intramural or two, to join a club, to get the most out of my classes, to maybe do internships. You know, there's so much that college has to offer. It just depends on what you're looking for. So hopefully that helped. Next question. How are you preparing for your transition in college? Oh, I guess I kind of touched on that. Well, I kind of said how I'm preparing, you know, knowing my dates, maybe meeting some people beforehand, knowing kind of what I need for college, kind of getting that situated in the summer, familiarizing myself with the environment, and knowing and talking to people who have lived in this state or town that I am attending college or that you are attending college in. It's just learning information and all that. Now, the next question says, how do you stop people pleasing? Well, so this one's kind of a little off topic about transitions and taking advantage of opportunities, but it also is relevant. I mean, I used to be the biggest person pleaser, and I will say I still am a person pleaser, but I am a lot better. So some of the things that's helped me is just like knowing it's your life. It's my life. It's not the other person's life. So it's like, do what you want to do, obviously within limit and reason, but it's like sometimes you do got to look out for yourself first. And sometimes you do have to put yourself first. Even though you want to put others first, sometimes the best thing for other people is to show them that sometimes it's not all about them and that you got to take care of yourself before you can take care of others. Another thing is the reciprocation from the person. Usually people who try to take advantage of person, people pleasers, do not reciprocate the same love and affection. You know, they know you are a person pleaser and they're trying to take advantage of you or they're trying to get you to do something that they don't want to do. But if you ask them for the same thing, they're not going to do it. They know their boundaries and they know that you are a person pleaser, so most likely they're probably trying to maybe take advantage of you in a little way. But I will say people pleasers have a big heart because we just don't want to let anybody down. But also people pleasers want to be almost perfect in a way, but they just want to not disappoint anybody and always be the one that's kind and willing to do stuff, which is a great thing to have, but it's like the golden mean, excess and deficit. You don't want to be overly willing to do everything, but you also don't want to be not open to opportunity and not open to doing anything. So you got to find the balance. But to stop people pleasing in general, it's knowing your boundaries and your limits. It's like, I have this to do. I can't be doing this, so I'm going to have to say no. Even if it may make you feel bad, it's like, is the feeling bad equating to me getting a missing assignment because I had to go run an errand for somebody? Well, it's not worth it. I'd rather have this short-term guilt than get an F on an assignment, you know? So it's knowing your limits, your boundaries, your limitations, and the reciprocation of the other person and the actions, the previous actions and who they are. Because sometimes, as sad as it is, there are people who know who the people pleasers are. And if they want something, they will target the people pleasers and they will try to get something out of them and try to take advantage of them for stuff they're purely too lazy to do. But they know. And it's like people know who the people pleasers are. And so it's just knowing 
your limits and your boundaries. Know that you have the power to say no. And saying no is empowering in and of itself. So know that you're not letting anybody down if you say no. That's a powerful word. And make yourself proud. Say no. If you know that you are being taken advantage of because you're a person pleaser, have the power to say no and know that the word no is okay and that the word no is empowering. Also, you know the thing where it's like when you say yes to something, you're saying no to a million other things. I don't know, but it's like what things do you want to say yes to and what things do you want to say no to? Because when you say one yes, you say a million no's. So when you say yes to someone who wants something out of you because you just don't want to let him down, so you do it, you're saying no to a whole lot of other things. You're saying no to hanging out with your friends, spending time with your loved ones, spending time with people that actually value you for who you are. So you're saying no to all the other great opportunities and spending time with all the people you love just because you're saying yes to somebody so they can take advantage of you. So that's my two cents on it. Next question, how do you push yourself out of your comfort zone? Like I said, I think it's just adopting the mindset of, I am my own person. People can judge me all they want, but I know that this is making me proud. And I know that if I go out of my comfort zone to meet new people, that I'll be a better person for it. And it's everything you do, you should come out being a better person. So know if you want to push yourself out of your comfort zone. Ask yourself, is this uncomfortability, is this worth it in the long run? If it is, great. Push yourself out of your comfort zone. But if it's not, you don't have to. But to push yourself out of your comfort zone, you have to have courage. Now, courage just doesn't come every single day. Courage is something you have to build up. You have to build up the mindset of, I can do this. I'm brave. I'm strong. And another thing that helps to push yourself out of your comfort zone is to have the mindset of, I'm going to take advantage of every opportunity. And I see an opportunity in front of me. And I'm going to do my best to take advantage of this opportunity. So I'm going to push myself out of my comfort zone. And I'm going to go after this opportunity and take advantage of it. And I'm open to all possibilities of success and even failure because I'm not afraid to fail and I'm willing to try again. But I know that this is all the experience of life. So I'm going to put myself out there because if I don't put myself out there, then then what's my reason for not putting myself out there? Like, is it because I'm too shy? Well, putting yourself out there is worth more than staying in your comfort zone. So pushing yourself out of your comfort zone is what will make the biggest impact because if you stay inside your comfort zone, your comfort zone just gets smaller and smaller and smaller. You need to be comfortable outside your comfort zone. You've probably heard that saying, but it's true as much and as scary as it is. You need to be comfortable outside of your comfort zone. Next question. This is the last question. How did you decide to go to college rather than the workforce or take a gap year? Now, I decided to go to college because of the college experience, because of the lifelong lessons you learn, possibly lifelong friends, just because of the opportunity and the knowledge you can gain. And, you know, I'm working towards 
I will be working towards a degree, you know, that will benefit myself in the future. I'll have a good education. I'll be equipped with the knowledge for the future. But like I said, when I say yes to going to college, I'm saying no to taking a gap year. I'm saying no to just working. I'm saying no to a million other things. So to rephrase the question, why did you say yes to college and no to a million other things? Now that makes it a lot more heavier of a question, doesn't it? So maybe to push yourself out of your comfort zone, you have to put weight on the question and put weight on what's important to you. I don't know. Maybe you don't have to, but maybe that could help you. But yeah, why did I say yes to college and no to a million other things? Honestly, to help further my future, to set myself up for success, and to take advantage of life, and to experience all that college and the college years has to offer, and to equip myself with knowledge, you know, that will set me up for success. So I guess that's why I chose college. And yes, it's maybe traditional that people go to college, but I look forward to all the successes and failures, all the happiness, the sadness, the stressful times, the happy times, the carefree times, and all that. So, you know, I'm, I'm really just excited for it. But yes, I chose, I said yes to college and no to a million other things because I think this will help me get the most out of life and will set myself up for success. So with that being said, I think we're about done, but I really appreciate you guys for listening. Please rate this podcast five stars and on Apple Podcasts, it would mean the world if you could write a review, you know, rate that five stars. You can rate five stars on Spotify. It would mean the world. Go check out the Instagram, follow at the Nest Podcast with Estella. That's where you get all the updates. You're able to ask questions for the upcoming episode and it's a lot of fun. So with that being said, Until next time.